Welcome to episode 62 of the True Achievements Podcast. No Rich this week, he's away with his family, riding bikes and swimming and things. So, <laughs> Obviously got his commitments wrong as his priorities. <laughs> he should have come back for today, you think he'd scheduled better, but yeah. there you go. So as always, I'm here, we've got Jack. Hi Jack. Hello, how you doing? And we joined once again by our editorial manager, Mark. Hello you- again. Uh, How's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Mass Effect's out. We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> I've got sunshine in here. A bit windy, but Manchester has sun. So I'm, That's impossible. I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to what we've been playing this week. So starting with the streams, the idea Xbox streams we've been doing. Jack, you've had another fun-filled week. Yeah. Yeah, another fun-filled week. So we start with um, last Friday. Obviously, we record the pod in the morning, so we do stream something in, on the afternoon. We streamed uh, Blue Collar Astronaut. And this seemed like a little bit of a callback to Luna Lander, for anybody that can remember that. Yep. You had a little spaceship on a 2D plane, and you were having to fly around. But there was a bit more to it. It wasn't just trying to land something. You were trying to complete objectives. So you worked your stage up through different job, or you worked your way up through different stages and different jobs in the game. You started off getting your driver's license, your space license, <laughs> which was quite a uh, interesting idea. When you got your space license, you transitioned onto delivering pizzas. Then you became a space trucker, <laughs> and uh, it went on from there. It was, it was pretty good. Um, it gave achievements away quite easily which was uh, always nice but it seemed like there were some difficult ones as well so every single level had a ton of different modes that was completed normally and once you completed it normally you unlocked a time trial mode a mode to try and get through using the least amount of fuel possible um, a mode to try and get through without damage and loads of different bits and pieces some of those time trials looked pretty hard from what i was watching yeah, and you had different ranks per mode as well. So there's a lot of playability if you want to complete everything and do everything in it. And you've got uh, an upgrade system as well, where you can uh, buy different bits and pieces for your ship to make it better. But the main kind of overall goal of the game is to finish all the levels and then eventually retire. Which is pretty much my goal. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, the achievements themselves were quite weird, because they been somewhat clever with the names but that made it way more difficult in terms of hunting. <laughs> so the descriptions a lot of the time had no relevance to what you had to do oh, so it wasn't it, obvious was this the game that we think they might have used like some emojis as the descriptions or something uh, it wasn't an emoji they had actually used a um, put something in chevrons ah, right, for okay. the description Right. And our site is picking it up as a tag. We need to put a fix out for it. <laughs> right. So it's displaying as nothing on the page. And you can't actually get through to the achievement page. <laughs> okay. It's a little bit of a bug, but we can escape that and fix it. We'll blame it on so, them, not us. We're never wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but in that title, we got seven achievements for 115 gamer score, which isn't a bad haul for an hour. No, that's all right, isn't it? Do you think it'd be a difficult completion with the time trials and everything? Uh, yeah, I think so. Depending on how many, I haven't looked at the list in great detail, but depending on how many are actually tailored towards those, I think it could be a pretty tricky one. Okay. But pretty good. Um, then the Monday after that, we moved on to Neurovoider. This is a little roguelike game. 
Um, I think there were uh, five levels with a boss on the fifth level and um, five sets of those levels, so 25 levels in total. And all randomised, you went into a level and you had three different classes you could pick. You played a little um, ship that flew around and used the right stick to aim at things and uh, the left and right triggers to attack. And you came across different random enemies, different horde, like waves of enemies. And the objective was to go into the level, break the teleporter or the um, reactor. And then after breaking all the reactors in the level for different amounts per level, you could then transition to the next level, at which point you could upgrade your character, swap out all your items, your loot, uh, scrap your loot, heal yourself, um, different things. But it was quite interesting. And each time you finished a level and progressed onto the next one, you got a choice of uh, three levels to pick from. And you had some basic stats for them. So you had um, size of level, which was either one to five, uh, the amount of loot, which was again one to five, and elites, uh, which was either one to five, five being like more enemies on the level right. um, or smaller size. But it was quite good because it allowed you to tailor the play for a little bit towards what you actually wanted to do. Was that the um, one where you got the little legs? I'm sure you put legs on your robot at one point. Yeah, so you had different ships to choose from. You had kind of a fortress, which was uh, had a lot of HP, could take tons of um, damage. And you had a dash bot, which is, I think, the one I started um, using toward the end. And I put legs on him and upgraded him, so he was just sprinting around the map. just ran off from the enemies instead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it worked. It allowed me to get to the first boss, defeat the first boss, and unlock a couple more achievements in the last few minutes. So it was good, though. But um, it is a game where if you die, you die. That's it. So you start all the way back at level yeah. one. Start all the way back at level one, gets rid of all your scrap, gets rid of all your items. So it's kind of a one-shot deal. But things like that just like have me on edge our game you know like when there's an achievement for doing some getting through a specific part of a level without dying and you get towards the end and they always bottle it <laughs> yeah it's like uh, all those old school um shoot 'em ups like polychromatic and yeah, yeah. geometry wars can't stand those <laughs> it's when you get down to less than two lives and your hands yeah. start getting sweaty <laughs> <laughs> But then um, on the Tuesday after that, we had uh, Dark Arcana, the carnival, which we actually played uh, yesterday as well, because we couldn't get yesterday's game working. Through but, our fault, not the game fault. Yeah, for <laughs> our fault, not the game's fault. Uh, we've got a, uh, we play on a dev kit in the office and we haven't updated it for a while, um, so we really need to, um, but that takes a couple of hours at least to update, so I didn't have the luxury to do that yesterday. But Dark Arcana, or Arcana, is a, another point-and-click game by Artifacts Monday. Um, it's I think it's been out of a PC for quite a while, and it's another yeah. one that they've just ported across. But it plays well, it works well, um, plays like all the others, and it's easy-peasy. In terms of game score, if you follow a guide, you can probably finish it in three or four hours. But there's quite a lot of story to it, a lot of overarching plot. Um, you basically start in a carnival and somebody's gone missing and you've got to kind of play the mystery out and see what's happened, discover new bits and pieces and information as you're going through. Um, the main 
kind of mechanics of the game. You'll come to an area and it's a static screen with different things in it, and it's basically uh, find the item yeah. uh, for most of it. I've so, only ever played them, do you know, with a guide, like mm-hmm. you know, reading the TA work through and going through them just purely for score, but. It actually looked quite enjoyable play because you were just going blind, weren't you, and just trying to figure out yeah. each puzzle. Because there's a little, quite a bit of like going back an area and picking something up, and that along uh-huh. like something in another area in this. So it, it looked quite good. I'm actually surprised how interesting they actually yeah. looked if you play them properly. <laughs> it, was, um, it was it was quite nice because obviously people in chat as well they were shouting out. Oh, I've <laughs> seen uh, the piano keys are at the top left, or the lions over on the right hand side. <laughs> I could uh, kind of go over and click on them. So using the, chat, my advantage. Is that the first of those games that we've streamed? Like from, yes. from that one developer? Because I've heard like a, they're pretty much all kind of the same thing, right? Just yeah, yeah they're all uh, much of a muchness. It's just kind of a different story, a different scenario. But the core mechanics are always, you've got the kind of find and click stuff and then you'll find an item in that area that's a key item that you can use somewhere else, like a key or a monkey. (laughs) It's a key or a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) The monkey was quite cool. So there are a couple of points where I had to interact with things that were out of my reach as for character. And I could use the monkey that's called Miles to like send him up to grab the item and throw it down to me or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, added, that's um, similar to I've played like maybe four of the Artifact Monday games, and that's just that same mechanic where you have like something to go and fetch things you can't reach. I think that was in okay. one of the other games I've played. I think it was uh, Clockwork Tales. Glass. I think you build like a steampunk kind of bird that, to go and fetch things for you. But, okay. So it wasn't a monkey in that one? No, and he wasn't called Miles either. I can't remember what it was called. But... <laughs> okay. Now that's innovation. <laughs> yeah. It's not always a monkey. Not always a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was good, though. It's, it's the first uh, Artifacts Monday game I've played. I've played some stuff similar to it on the PC before. I don't know if it was by the same developer, but it worked really well on the Xbox, and um, the achievements uh, came... At a reasonable pace as well, so it didn't feel like you were like playing and not being rewarded or like progressing. And it was, um, it was good though, really good. We got unlocked ten achievements for four hundred and seventy gamer score in two hours. We played that one for. So playing that on the first and, day too. And real quick, with all of those being pretty much the same thing and thus pretty much being easy gamer score, I th- just yesterday I think Major Nelson tweeted out that. I don't know if this newest one's available as a part of it, but there's a bundle that features a bunch of them now. Um, yes. I would imagine yeah. for a reduced price, but if not, that whole bundle will probably go on sale later anyway, so I imagine that's going to be something popular on site. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was, it's the, I think it's the Artifacts Monday Essential Bundle. Yeah. And it's got Grim Legends for Forsaken Bride, Nightmares from the Deep, The Cursed, and Enigmatis, The Ghosts oh, wow. of Maple Creek. So that's a lot of them, yeah. Or, yeah, for sixteen pounds, which isn't doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, yeah, it was good though. Um, I'd highly recommend playing that. Then uh, we moved on to a disappointment in terms of achievements <laughs> earned. The game itself was uh, really cool. It was Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight. Just rolls off the tongue that title. 
Yeah, I know. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. Um, so it was a platformer with kind of an overarching story. Your um, a town's been taken over by kind of evil witches, and you've got to progress through, meet characters, talk to characters, and um, try and stop the people from taking over. That's kind of it's uh, quite a loose plot. It doesn't really go much into it. Uh, but it's pretty much working from left to right across the screen, killing all the enemies as you progress. Occasionally you'd come across a boss. Um, the, it was manual saving, which was a bit weird. It was annoying in um, some places. So there's a point I dropped um, down into an area, fought quite a difficult boss, um, which was a little bit weird because it was kind of like the top half of a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Where you just have to hit a breast. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> seemed uh, seemed a bit hard. <laughs> but, um, I I defeated them, then went to the left hand side, and there was kind of some water. And I was thinking, is that water? Is it ice? Can I walk on it? Jumped onto it, fell for and died instantly. Then went back to the last save point and had to defeat the boss again um, because I hadn't hit a save point since. Um, it seemed pretty cool though. Uh, didn't pop anything at all, which was a little bit disheartening. So I don't know if the stuff comes later on or if it's all. Looking at the list, it looked like it was really all. All of them were kind of weighted towards the end of the game. Do you know, uh, finish the game without killing anybody. I think was one of them. Yeah, uh, a few different endings. But maybe I can't remember. I didn't look too much in depth, but it looked like it's going to be all at the back end of the game. I think. There's one for popping all the other achievements yeah. in there, which is currently unobtainable. <laughs> so, <laughs> that doesn't bode well. <laughs> but, uh, not great. But that was uh, that's it for this week's streams. We've got one more coming up today. Uh, 88 Heroes um, at 3 o'clock. That's, uh, so that's that the one. game that was... The, the whole game's 8, isn't it? Like it was going to release on like 8th of August last year and got delayed. <laughs> But oh, okay. the whole game's made up about 88 levels and you got to complete them in, I think, in like 88 seconds. Did they release 88 screenshots at once for it? Yeah, I think they did at one point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, looking at the screenshot, it says room 72 of 88. Yeah, so the whole thing should be interesting to watch. Yeah, definitely. So That's it for uh, my stuff. So what have you guys been playing? You, uh... Okay, so let's start. The big one, I suppose, is Mass Effect Andromeda that came out Tuesday. Obviously, I haven't played it. You haven't played it, Jack, so... Yeah, I've played, <laughs> yeah. played a little bit of multiplayer. I played an hour of that on the uh, ID account last week. Oh, true, yeah. So... I haven't even touched the multiplayer yet. I don't really plan okay. to for a while unless the story demands that I do again, like Mass Effect 3 sort of influence you to to need to play it as well I'm, I'm hoping this game doesn't do that it looks pretty option they do tie it into the story but it looks optional right now it's uh, optional in terms of achievements anyway isn't it because you've got your um play this in a single player or do yeah, this in yeah. The multiplayer, so. yeah they're very uh aware of the people who don't want anything to do with certain games multiplayer modes like that so it's just they did that with number three and it's cool to see they still did that i mean i'll play it but you know, we see it on site enough that some people just are never going to touch it. So they'll be happy to know they don't have to, I think. Yeah, it's nice for catering to those guys too. Yeah, it's... Um, as for the game, you want, should I talk about the game now? Because I know yeah. somebody later on asked about it, but this will kind of tie directly into it anyways. But um, I'm about 11 hours in now. I, 
it told me I exhausted my EA Access trial of 10 hours, but I think I idled the Xbox for a while, so I never actually got 10 hours of like pre-release gameplay, but I'm over that limit now. It says I'm up to 11. It Right now, it feels very like inconsistent. It, it's some some dialogue will be really well done. Some of it will just like I'll, I'll wish I never selected that option because you know <laughs> you, you get like dialogue choices. The action sequences are, are all pretty good. Uh, it's probably the best it's ever been, really. Um, but everything else just seems like very up and down. So the the new characters. Uh, I know Jack, you played the first two, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so the, the squad mates in the original trilogy are like some of the best characters that, that games have mm-hmm. put out. Um, and, you know, You've got some really kind of extreme personalities and some contradicting personalities as well. And you've got a side of certain people at certain points, haven't you? Yeah, and, and early on in this one, partly because of how the story opens up with you being on the human arc, meaning there's for the most part only humans with you. So your two companions to start are just a couple of boring um, human characters who are made even more boring by their specific personalities. Um, so it, it was a bit of a drag at first, but I kept hearing that it, it gets better. And I, I think I'm starting to reach that point now where mm-hmm. it's starting to feel more like the old Mass Effect. Like now my missions have kind of opened up and I can kind of choose where I want to go next. And I'm on my ship and any room I go into, somebody's like taking up quarters there and they'll initiate conversation for a few minutes at a time. And now I'm starting to get to know the people and even like the boring first area, uh, first area companions are, are starting to get more interesting. Um, it's, it feels like it could, for me personally, it could be as good as maybe my third favorite. Cause I don't care for the original too much, mm-hmm. but Mass Effect two is so awesome. And I even like Mass Effect three a lot as well. That I don't know. I'm, I'm way too. You know, I'm 11 hours into a 50-hour playthrough, so a lot could change. But it just, I'm sort of seeing the writing on the wall already that it's going to be good, but maybe not great. But okay, that's about. You know, I was kind of skeptical and somewhat <laughs> argued and cynical before the game came out. Uh, so in a way, I feel a bit validated to see that. Like, <laughs> I was I kind of hit it on the head, but at the same time, I think at this point I actually like it more than a lot of like the general gaming community because a lot of people are so down on it. And I I think a lot of it just comes back to having Mass Effect on the box art. Like if this was just I was talking to someone else early in the week. Like I think if it was just Space Explorer game 2017 or whatever, we would we wouldn't you know we'd cut it more slack. We would we would think more highly of it. But because it's Mass Effect, it's got these expectations and. Yeah, people know about the team falling apart and all the delays. I think the amount of hype as well, isn't it? People, they're saying, "Oh, it's a five-year game; it should be five years of quality." But it doesn't always work like that, does it? Yeah, no, certainly. Especially with technology moving so fast. If you've spent five years on something, there's a point at which what you've done becomes outdated. Yeah, for sure. Like Duke Nukem Forever. (laughs) (laughs) I read from people who've sort of like played the EA trial and then carried on afterwards. Mm-hmm. Probably the the first 10 hours that you've actually got the trial on are probably the worst 10 hours of the game. Do you, do you think like they should be a bit more careful of doing these trials when the the first bit's a bit boring? Like cause yeah, I know I, quite a few people said I've seen on Twitter cancelled pre-orders and things based on what they played in those 10 hours. 
yeah, and I could see I could see people doing that too. Like I said, I it kind of felt the same to me where I wasn't too impressed, but now that I'm like just past the point that it would have allowed me to be in the trial, I'm sort of seeing its merits more and I'm more excited about. I mean, I, to be honest, despite my skepticism, I was always sort of excited because I love the series, but I was just sort of worried about it and um yeah, right now that I'm just past the point that I could have played, I'm seeing that it does get better. But I guess EA was, you know, they're they're kind of in a bind for in, in that regard because they want to release the trial as part of Access because they know that's that's like a, a big reason why people subscribe. So they've got to do it. But you know, if if those initial hours aren't as good, then I mean. Ugh. Because they did it with uh, is it Titanfall two where they didn't put it in, they didn't have a game trial available for that, did they? That's true. Yeah, I don't, so I don't know why that was the case. Because you complete the whole game in ten hours if you do. Think. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, well, in this, so in this one, you get a ten hour trial, but the actual story is only about six hours worth of content if you want to do it all. Because at a certain point, even with time remaining, it blocks you off and it says. Hey, see you on Tuesday, basically. <laughs> but, um, see you next Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, not that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so in Titanfall, they could have done something like that as well. I don't know. I don't know what the case was there because, uh, like I said last week, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I felt like the same way. But plenty of side missions, but I could have probably beaten the whole game in ten hours. So they they cut you off at six in that game, um, mm. which you know, like I said, is again what they do here. But it's just it's a rough six hours. Right. Uh, there's nothing you can really do that you can like it, it seems better than not allowing people to play it early because then with all the question marks around the game already many of them created by me apparently um <laughs> then it looks even more even even sketchier at that point like oh now you're not going to release a trial for the biggest game you've had in years like <laughs> that's been delayed several times over and seen almost not at all like that, yeah, that wouldn't yeah. look good either <laughs> it'd be um interesting to know if they've obviously had to look at the pros and cons, but if releasing a trial, it might put some people off, but it's got to put more people onto the game that potentially wouldn't play it. Yeah. Than would put off. Yeah, I guess there's a case of balance. But yeah. like, for me, like I, I've been looking at it, and I, I quite like the look of some of the like the, the shooting mechanics and things I've seen kind of interest me, but I'm still stuck with my experience of Mass Effect 1. So if I is this is like a totally new story in it. Like if I decided to jump into Mass Effect now, I might not get the best experience ever of it. But I could jump in this and not be missing loads of stuff, could I? Yeah, they they do a lot. I mean, if you wanted to be really boring and take it really slowly, you could just read the codex entries, which is basically like a, a, the encyclopedia of everything there is to know about the games. But even within the gameplay, um, they seem to have done a lot of fan service for people who might need a refresher or maybe never played originally because this is sort of a new jumping on point right but there's a few like even there's an area called the nexus which is sort of like the hub world where all the species are are, are meeting up like throughout the story you kind of jump back there probably you know 200 times over the course of the game i would estimate or <laughs> based on my early playthrough um and even there they have you know they have like a memorial or cultural room where you can like interact with these little virtual reality holographic characters that will explain to you like, oh, here's the history of my species. And if you played before, it's stuff you all know, you know already. Um, but if you haven't, or if you've forgotten it, 
it kind of acts as like an introduction to that stuff. But the story itself, like if you just wanted to mainline it, it, it is a new story and any of the callbacks are, are kind of just there more for fans and you, you don't really lose anything if, if you don't follow along with those bits. I would be, for you, Dave, I would be more concerned that, you know, like with the RPG mechanics of it, usually you want to do at least enough of the side quest to level up while you yeah. play the story. And that, that at that point, it might become too much of a time investment for you. You don't typically, I mean, you don't play Mass Effect, but do you even play RPGs usually? I don't think you do. No, so like strict RPGs, like in terms of Witcher and things, I don't mind, yeah. you know, shooters that have got elements, like I suppose the Division was a bit like that. Um, and then I'll talk about Ghost Recon in a minute, and that's got a All lot right. of side <laughs> missions you're supposed to be doing in order to get upgrades and things. So I don't mind it necessarily, but it's not a preferred way of playing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, because this one, there's a ton to do. Like right now I probably have like 15 or 20 open quests. Some of them aren't available right now. Some of them are, you know, like forgettable little side quests, but a lot of them are really cool. And to that point, a lot of them are probably even really essential. Right. If if not to get the most out of your story, just to get the path of like sort of least resistance as you make your way through the story. If you just mainline it, your character probably won't be leveled up highly enough by the time you get to some of the harder stuff because you've been skipping a lot of those XP opportunities to that point, you know. So, but it's cool for me. <laughs> Okay, uh, moving on to uh, something else new you've been playing this week, which is Kona. Yeah, I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. I, <laughs> I've i Googled it a couple of times. <laughs> I didn't want to um, display my ignorance. I was like, is it Kona or Kana? Um, as best as I can remember, it never comes up in the game. Um, and there is a narrator, and I, I don't recall him ever saying it. Uh, but yeah, so assuming it's Kona... <laughs> <laughs> it is a uh, it's sort of a middle ground between walking sims, which um, despite the name is is a genre I actually really love, and survival games, which like between those two, those are like the two biggest. Like actually, I said it in the intro of the review, those are probably the two biggest developed uh, genres right now in indie games. It's it's not that good <laughs> but but i don't know it, i was really looking forward to it i i thought you know i saw it on the store a couple weeks before it came out and i was like what is this and why do i think i'll love it <laughs> but uh and i didn't end up loving it and that was mostly because the story falls short right but uh without spoiling anything and i did a very good job of not spoiling it i have to pat myself on the back <laughs> in the review i didn't i didn't tip it off at all even a certain screenshot i could have included i was like no i'm not going to include this one this gives away a little bit too much um the story goes to places that you won't really see coming um but it does it much much too quickly um like from what i've gathered uh after i wrote the review i was reading about some of the well there's no conversation on it for xbox really but it was in steam early access so i was reading some of the comments over there and uh apparently like what was available in early access was almost the whole game and the the right. things that they added for the full release it it felt very rushed i guess and it made sense to me when i read that because that's what i had said in my review like at a certain point in the game uh a few different things happen and among them it night falls it's not a true day night cycle I guess I should have said it's basically an open world game in the Canadian wilderness. Um, 
not that big of an open world though, but that's okay. But yeah, at a certain point, night falls, and from that point to the end, it feels like very, very rushed, and, and, and it was a disappointment at that point. But up until then, it was actually really cool, and you know, you, you play a private private investigator who's called out just to investigate vandalism, and even like he never speaks, but the narrator even at the time was like, oh, you know, it's kind of below his pay grade to be dealing with something. So like it's like small change type of thing for him to just be dealing with vandalism, but of course you know it's a detective story and it's going to be compelling at least it'll try. So it goes way deeper than that pretty quickly, and then where it ends up is is even weirder than that. Like I said, but yeah, it, it does a lot cool. I, I said it basically exists in the middle ground right between like Firewatch, which I think neither of you have played, so it doesn't help you guys, I guess. But Firewatch in the Long Dark. Maybe maybe two games actually neither of you have touched at all, <laughs> yeah. but but for anyone listening, <laughs> uh, they might know better. Like Firewatch is kind of like a walking sim with just some dialogue uh-huh. options. Um, and set in almost a wilderness again. Yeah, that in one's that set respect. in Wyoming. Yeah. That one's like very hot and autumny. This one's blindingly white. Like the the snowstorm you are dealing with the whole game usually can't see even like a few feet in front of you, which I think the game tried to use as a means of like loading in some of the environments after the fact, you know, like, like the original silent Hill, it's famous fog was actually just like a technical uh, assistance. So because the draw distance was so poor and um, this game seems to try to use the snow as the same in, in a similar way. And it provides for good atmosphere, but at the same time, like the game's constantly loading when you go to new areas. So I'm like, well, what is this actually improving? Mm-hmm. Se- seemingly nothing. Yeah, and it's it's good. A lot of people in the comments of my review are like, oh, it sounds like a decent sale game, and I'd say that's probably accurate. I gave it three out of five. Um, and unlike unlike when most people read it, three out of five to me doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, but it just no, needed some work. <laughs> okay. And then uh, sticking with you again, just because you've played all the new stuff this week, uh, the new <laughs> Rocket League uh, title update. Oh yeah, if 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 you've been keeping up with the Rocket League achievements, um, don't sweat these ones. It doesn't have any tough ones among them. Um, seemingly none of them are going to give you issues. I got all six uh, in about forty minutes. I probably would have been. I, I was. I wish it downloaded faster. I would have been the first to complete it on site. I think, <laughs> but it took me like an hour to download on my crappy internet. Um, okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. The new drop shot mode's awesome. Uh, way better than I thought. I didn't think I was that excited for it compared to some of the other new modes they've added. But so, uh, what does the uh, drop shot mode actually add? Is it kind of from what, like for screenshots from the videos I've seen of it? looks similar to breakout in a way yeah it's kind of like breakout basically the ball the more you volley it up to well up to three times it can charge itself it's sort of electrified um and there's no nets this time and it's it's in a hexagonal uh field or you guys call it a pitch i think right um it's yeah it's it's hexagonal kind of like the the other recent the star base they released a couple months ago. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, neither team has any goals. And basically when, when you hit the ball, it's sort of charged with your energy. And if it lands on your side, you're safe. If it lands on the other person's side, your, your energy will, will sort of light up the, a tile there. 
or if it's if it's doubly charged up it'll light up six or if it's if it's like way overcharged i think it lights up like 10 or, or 13 or something like that so you want to kind of be good at juggling it which is is pretty tough but sometimes just involving it back and forth with your opponents it'll get there anyways if you're not so good at juggling it i know you guys uh, aren't as good as me so <laughs> but, uh... oh, oh, that's flacing so <laughs> are you good at it oh man we should play but uh no, I'm pretty terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you'd beat me. But yeah, it's really cool. So the basically the you know char- charge levels aside, the the first hit will light up the floor. The second hit will blast a hole through it. But it's not. It's cool because it's not a hole that your car can fall through. You can drive right over it. But if the ball falls through it at that point, then you, then that's how you score your goals. Um, okay. And does the goal get scored depending on who's got the charge on the ball at that point when it falls through the hole? Um, not quite. It's still the field's still divided half and half. So, um, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you can hit it into your own if it's charged up with yours because you can't light up or blast holes in your own side. Right. So I th- I think the ball also wouldn't go through, but I'm not sure there because I haven't seen it happen yet. Um, okay. Yeah, it's 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 really fun and the achievements are super easy. Like under an hour, if if you're if you're really going for it, you could get it in 30 minutes. Nice. It's got uh, some uh, good TA on every minute as well. Yeah. 2000 TA. That's why I'm, uh, I'm avoiding it at the moment just because I don't want to kill me, uh, my team in GTSC and get mugged. So I'm going <laughs> to hold off for like a week or so maybe then. Or maybe when we're struggling and I'll just throw it on then. I think uh, have a check on it tomorrow evening because the decay might have might be enough at that point. Yeah. But I always find with like these title updates, I come away from Rocket League, I've, I've got the achievements I wanted and I've played it a bit and then it sucks me back in again as soon as like the <laughs> and then I end up playing it again for like a couple of days like well more, like a week you know going back and playing a quick few matches and then a fade off yeah. again so it's really good that they keep giving these free updates that like you could they could easily charge for some of these things that oh, they're sending yeah. out the support's yeah, been sure. pretty phenomenal but they've, they've done pretty well in sales I guess from <laughs> by yeah. all accounts yeah. and they're making their money with those crates and yeah, uh, like they have the crates and keys system now. So, and they said there's no sequel even being considered right now, which I wouldn't see why there would be. But I yeah, it could just there's not much you can add to it, is there? With all the stuff they're adding in terms of um, like little extra cars, bits and pieces for your cars. Yeah, they don't need to. The core mechanics are strong, and there's not really anything else I can think of. Well, they've obviously added basketball and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I'm still hoping been... they kind of. I want them to figure out some way to do like an American football mode. I don't know how they would, but just because I love it. Kicks off and then they pause for a commercial break and then you come back <laughs> and then you have a shot and then there's another break. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then uh, I'll go to you, Jack. Uh, you've crossed out most of yours again. Uh, yeah, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. You'd like to talk about. Yeah, I finally finished the um, story in it after <laughs> almost a year, probably. We were really excited <laughs> for that one as well when it came out, I remember. Cause yeah, no, I was. I was really excited for it. I played it loads when it came out, and then I just it got put <laughs> on the uh, backlog of Backburner while I was playing other things. But um, yeah, really impressed. Um, it gets a little bit trickier towards the end. There's some really finicky jumps. Um, there was uh, part towards the end of the game and you've got to move between three towers really quickly and their platforms moving up and down and you've got to try and jump onto them, grab onto them. 
and my character just kept clipping over them and falling off an edge, at which right. point it was like a two and a half minute run back from a previous checkpoint, which was uh, quite frustrating. <laughs> um, it was good though. The story was uh, pretty good. Um, I can't wait to uh, try and attempt to freestyle all of the time trials or the dashes. As yeah, you love that kind of thing, don't you? Like the constant yeah, repeating the, and trying to master Muscle memory it. and yeah. uh, constantly like iterating and getting better at it, yeah. So, Did you really like the first one? Because those, are, those yeah. are really tough on the first one. I don't, I'd never even bother trying to complete that. Yeah, I've uh, finished the first one. I did nice. <laughs> all of the standard ones, then picked up the DLC quite a lot later. I think it was on sale at some point. But I think within two days of picking up the DLC, I'd managed to freestyle enough to get all of the achievements in that. That's oh, wow. really dirty tactics. <laughs> <laughs> like if you jump down um, parallel to a wall, and then just before you're it's kind of about to fade you out and kill your character or whatever, or respawn you, you can then wall kick off a wall. And that can like increase your speed, and you can get to places you never thought you would be able to. Yeah. Um, some really sneaky tactics. <laughs> and I've, I've watched some speedruns online, and uh, people can complete the game on the PC in like half an hour, full game, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, and that was uh, that's that's it for Mirror's Edge. But uh, so I've also been playing uh, Halo Five Forge, which is another one I started ages ago. Okay. Um, never got around to finishing. Not years ago, because it only came out last year. <laughs> but um, it's Windows 10 64 uh, bit title, so you've got to have a 64 bit machine to play it. And it's relatively easy, and it's got a pretty high TA. Um, and it doesn't seem to be decaying as well. So if you're in the GTSC, you do need some quick score. It's one that's definitely worth looking into. And the achievements are very quick. Am I right that you can, like, Make the maps, and you get achievements if you played Halo Five on the Xbox One or something uh, like that. Not too sure, to be honest. I haven't tried any crossplay. I think you can play with people on the Xbox One, though. Uh, yeah, crossplay like achievements. I think for like you know, play a play on a map, play a match on a map you've made or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, there's an achievement I got yesterday: running riot. 387 TA complete 117 custom games and you can do that solo it's literally starting up a match a map you've made and quitting out straight away, rinse and repeat um, so it's well <laughs> worth looking into 2000 TA for a full game but uh, that, that's it for what I've been playing but... okay so I, I've played a bit but I won't go into them all uh, the only one I really want to talk about is Ghost Recon again so I finally finished the story last night I've played this for probably about 65, 70 hours now. I, I thought, like, if I blast through it last weekend, I'd get it done. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend have literally, like, as soon as the kids have been going to bed at night, so about 9 o'clock, we've been going on it and playing till, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And it's <laughs> taken all week to finish the story. It's so long-winded, it is untrue. Like, the, and is it repetitive? The yeah. gameplay is really repetitive because I wouldn't mind, you know, like, if, if it was... Like a linear story, they could throw in some cutscenes and set some like uh-huh. little, sort of like you know, like moments that are a bit epic and stuff. But because it's all, it's a bit, it's very similar to like the division style gameplay. You know, go here, do this. You just get like a radio message to tell you that, that this has been done, and then you move on uh-huh. to the next area. So it, it 
it probably could have been about half the length. And I mean, how do you criticize a game for giving you loads of content? But when the content is just the same thing, it could it could easily have been at least half as long and got the same experience from it. Mm-hmm. One and really annoying thing, like a, like the mission for finishing the boss at the end is still a rare achievement. There's like four heads, I suppose, generals under him. And each of them is still rare for beating them. And that's like after getting on for two and a half weeks. So you can tell how long this game is. But the, the, some of the, the checkpointing in this game is so annoying. The final boss, you have to go somewhere. I don't give, obviously, the story away. But you go somewhere to do something. You get there. And then something's happened. So you have to go to like a safe house that's like about two kilometers away. So you go there. And then she says... Right, now you need to go somewhere else, which is like a 10-minute drive away, right? And you're getting chased the whole way, so you can't like fast travel to it. You've got to literally drive there. If at any point you die, you go back to the first bit where you discovered and have to start again. So at the, the very end, obviously, it's the, the final guy, so it's quite heavily armed all around it and things. So if you get within like arm's reach of finishing and die, you have to go all the way back again, race to her, and then do the 10-minute drive again. It's so annoying. <laughs> and there's, there's loads of moments like that where you'll have to get into a base undetected. So, you know, you can't rush in. You're going all stealthy. It might take you, like, 10 minutes to get in undetected. You have to do something in this base, whether it's capture somebody or take a photograph of something. And that seems like a good place to checkpoint it there. And then you have to escape undetected again. But then if you get detected... It just instant fail and puts you back outside and you have to get in again. It's like, oh, so annoying. But it's the game's good, but dull. That's probably my summary. I, I wrote the review like two or three days ago and I thought, I'm just going to finish a story in case something dramatically, dramatic, I can't even say it, drastic, <laughs> drastic <laughs> changes. Dramatically and drastic. <laughs> yeah. If something yeah. changes, then like I can at least say that at the end of it. I hate reading a review where you know the reviewers spent 10 hours and they haven't fully done everything. Yeah. So I, I, I thought, but yeah, I can pretty much put it up now because <laughs> it doesn't change. It's a, it's a good game, but you're going to have to Either do it in sort of like small chunks and spread it out, or uh-huh. just be prepared to just keep on motoring on it. But there's side missions everywhere, and you know most games like like RPGs like you might have to do it to get XP in order to level up your character. But in like an open world game, they're always a little bit optional that you do them because there might be yeah. an achievement for doing it, and then you move on. This like you need to do them because doing these gives you. Like fuel or something else or something else, which you then need to be able to add upgrades to your character. But you also need skill points that you have to go and find in the world. So it's like ugh, just grinding constantly trying to get things upgraded. It's a bit annoying, but there you go. And then the other thing I've played is Clicker Heroes. God, that game is just. <laughs> it's, it's addictive, isn't it? It's, you know, I, I was like, I was on the fence about playing it. And then I was like, all right, free score. And I spoke to Jack, and Jack was like, hey, just leave it plain, so it just does things on its own. So I like, okay, let's do that. Oh, my God, like, I'll, I'll find myself sitting here and be like, right, when this, when I've got enough money <laughs> to upgrade this one character, I'm going to leave it, and I'm going to have a shower or whatever. But then I sit there, and then you realise that you're nearly up to upgrading another one that's below it. So you, <laughs> you upgrade that, and then it's like, I'll just do it till I get to the boss, and then I'll beat the boss. 
and I end up spending like three hours sitting there watching the gameplay. <laughs> it is so weird. It's the weirdest kind of thing ever. I don't know why it's sucking me. But uh, I think there's an achievement for like 25,000 upgrades, which I'm up to. And it pretty much destroyed Jack's score this week for GTSC until he recovered on Halo Forge. So I'm, I've stopped at the minute. I'm just leaving it until it sort of like settles down a bit and then I'll unlock it and try and move on. Okay. God. And uh, what, what what zone are you at on it? You... Um, Mid-300s, I think. Mid-300s. Okay. But you're you... pretty much the same as me then, I think. I've got to the stage, though, where like the next... Because you, you have like heroes that you buy and they'll, they'll give you like a massive increase on your DPS. Mm-hmm. And then you start like upgrade them a bit and you'll find that you'll blast through. As soon as you buy that, the next hero up, you'll blast through maybe five levels really quickly until it starts slowing down again. And you have to start accruing more gold to level them up. But like the next hero I've got to buy is so far in you know away in terms of money that I'm like going all the way back to the first characters, you know, just to upgrade them to get like a not point two percent damage increase and then moving it and keep doing that. So annoyingly annoyingly addictive or addicting. Okay. And have you managed to um accrue enough rubies to Ascend oh. quicker. <laughs> I think I've accrued enough to quick ascend twice, and then I got like into the stage where, oh, it's only two pounds to buy. Oh, <laughs> so you start spending money. You see, in my mind, I was trying to offset it because it's a free game, and I was thinking, well, I'd happily pay ten pounds for this because yeah. the amount of time I've put into it. <laughs> so if I spent ten pounds on rubies, it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, I, that's how it all starts. I did that the other day, so I bought like the lowest one. I think it's like two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Did or you something. go for sixty five pound one? No, but but then <laughs> they go they go so fast, like the upgrades that you get. So within ten levels, you're back to struggling again. And then I saw one for like seven ninety nine, and I was like, well, that's. And then if you buy if you buy some, the next time you buy one, it gives you like a few more rubies, I think, or maybe it's based on level. I'm not sure, but okay. it, it throws more at you. So then the seven ninety nine one was like you'll get a hundred and fifty eight rubies. So I was like, oh, that could be like three ascends and. <laughs> so I bought that, but I'm done now. I'm not spending it anymore. Money. I'm done. Okay. I'm out. I give up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's move on to uh, site news. So uh, the only thing this month, uh, week, sorry, is the winner of our first TA playlist was announced, Mark. Yep, and people think I rigged it. Because <laughs> it's, uh, spoiler, it's one of my favorite games. Although I haven't played it in a couple of years, so I'm excited to revisit it. It's uh, Alan Wake. Nice. This is a game that uh, I think I got to like the second or third acting. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember why I stopped playing it, but I've got, I got it, obviously, with Quantum Break, so I'm, I'll be playing along this month in... Hopefully I think I've just got the um, DLC to tidy up on it. I've played the base game, but it was really good. Really the good. The DLC's all free now too. Um, with oh, this nice. game, we, yeah, with this game winning specifically, we should we have to figure out how we're going to go about that. Maybe wait till the hub opens up and just discuss it with the other people participating. But it's. I was thinking typically we won't focus on DLC too much with playlists, but Alan Wake's, especially with it being free. It's sort of a, a, a strange and unique case where we might want to play them because 
this the story mode the base game is six like tv like episodes sort of does like a telltale thing before telltale came along and like made it more famous um of course it was all on the disc at the time as well but then the dlc adds two more episodes in the same sort of tv format and where you end on the main game you know is a bit of a cliffhanger two episodes later you're still at a cliffhanger but it's a different cliffhanger so mm-hmm. i don't know we we've got to we've got to judge once uh once april kicks off if how many people might be playing that with it being free i think a lot of people are going to be diving into it anyways but mm-hmm. might want to make it uh, official so we can bring it up on the eventual podcast later at the end of the month mm-hmm. so uh, and that's going to kick off what first of april is like when yeah first of, we're you know i mean Realistically, people could start it now, but with stat tracking going the way it's going to, um, anybody who's invested in any of that sort of stuff stuff would uh, want to wait till April first, and then we're all gonna basically dive in together. I think, you know, I've played it several times over, but it came out in 2010. I probably haven't played it since 2014 or so, so mm-hmm. it's fun for me. It so, are you, you going to play it again? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, and I've completed really it. Yeah, I've completed it a hundred percent. But um, it's only if we don't play the DLC, it's only a ten-hour game. Uh, and I'm pretty familiar with it that I could probably speed run it in like seven or eight. At anyways, so it won't it won't be that much of a distraction for me for my main games. And I want to be able to um, speak in depth about it on the show. I've got to replay it for all that. And uh, just as a uh... FYI, as you already said, in the, the you can pick up a code for the game for five dollars on cdkeys.com. Yeah, Kevin, join in. One of the co-hosts from the show, Kevin, aka Yuri Days, he uh, he tipped people off to that. I saw a couple of people jump on it right away. That's yeah, and I've team. used CD keys a few times in the past. They are like a a legit site. You won't get your money robbed and no codes. Like I've always got whatever I've paid for on there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we we also have we got donated a code by Sparksan, was it? Yep, Sparksan. Yeah, I think so, he's from the YouTube team. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So probably like uh, sometime in the next few days, I'll put that up. And if you are joining, you haven't got it, you can try and win that and join in the fun because I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Just everybody playing the same game, having things to talk about, getting yeah, stuck at the like, same points. <laughs> it seems like kind of the perfect game to kick off the whole event because you know it's xbox exclusive it seems to be in a lot of people's backlogs or people that have played it seem to think really fondly of it and and it just it seems like just the perfect mix how it all came together for this one to be first so i'm, I'm glad i rigged it the way i did no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, the other three games uh, that were on the list the voting was quite close then when it so they may yeah. reappear again at some point yeah, it was basically a three-way tie for second place, um, and those are all games with with good uh, fan bases behind them. So we'll we'll see them each again at different intervals, I'm sure. Looking forward to jumping in, and are you going to jump on then, Jack, and get involved? Uh, yeah, I might jump on and try and uh, polish off a DLC for it, or I might um, I could start on a fresh tag and play through the story again. That could be interesting. I just need to play through the story first time. I think I got up to the bit where I was on a mountain and birds were swarming me. Oh, okay. And I was, and I was like, right, that's enough. That potentially enough describes quite a lot of uh, <laughs> quite a lot of the game. Yeah. 
And, and, and one thing that I remember about this game, I got it and, and everybody said play it and I had like the curtains shut and it was dead dark and it was late at night and um, there's a bit where you're running through like a forest early on and you're getting chased by... Also, also middle on and late on, but yeah. All right, okay. So I, I remember <laughs> I, was running, I was running through a forest and then there was police sort of like whirring by and stuff. And I'll never forget, as I was doing it, I was like, oh, what's going on here? And then a police car came past my house Sirens and, and, I, and I was like, right, bed, that's enough for tonight. <laughs> you were like, wow, the surround sound of this game is amazing. Right, that's enough for today. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to normal, regular news for this month, uh, week, sorry. It's... Oh. Oh. <clears throat> oh, what's going on? Oh, that's, that's for sound for a code giveaway, I think. So, uh, Rich has just turned up just to press the horn, and then he's done. <laughs> Uh, so we're giving away this week. We're giving away Vertical Drop Heroes. I think we streamed that. But I can't remember it. I think it's Shooter, maybe. Can't remember. Um, anyway, we're going. With, the code is T C W R M J D T H G two R G B four W V J nine W H T M three Z to go get your free code and thanks for listening uh, right so April's Games with Gold was announced I think it got leaked a little bit earlier in the day and everybody was like it is an April fool or <laughs> not but yeah they announced it yesterday afternoon so we're going to get throughout the whole of April Rise Son of Rome which I thought was a really good game at launch it was probably the best graphical game on the system when it first came out like it was seen the gameplay play was a bit repetitive but it's like it really yeah. showcased the power of the xbox one i think at yeah. The time. yeah i remember seeing an article um back in the day and they were saying how they had to drop the characters faces from 160,000 polygons to like 120,000 <laughs> like, oh wow that's, that's a shame that's still an obscene amount of polygons for a face but i'm pretty certain rise if you go back like a few e3s did that game kind of evolve and at one point it was a connect game where you were I remember like the first person like sword fighting connect game yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow okay I remember there was one point where you had actual buttons that popped up on the screen um, that you had to push, and it was, everything was basically a quick time event. Yeah, and they, they swapped it out for a coloured glow around the enemy instead, didn't they? Yeah, to be honest, it's a bit similar to the way For Honor works, where once you've got somebody sort of like killed, you get like an execution at the end, which you can use with those quick time buttons. It's not like the whole thing's based around that, which a lot of people thought it was from the from the sort of like the first gameplay at E3. But I'd recommend picking it up for definite, and it's free. So yeah, it uh, it feels like a real example of what like a launch title is, um, mm-hmm. but not just in like the bad ways. Like it really was a pretty cool game. I played it late, later than like the launch. Of course, I didn't have a, a one right away, but. Um, yeah, I think back fondly on it, and I don't own it, so I'll be glad to just add it to my digital catalog because it's the type of game that sometime down the line I might want to replay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually finished it. There was uh, some the DLC. I think these are four DLC packs, and they're quite cheap, but they feel kind of like the multi set multiplayer mm-hmm. side of it. So if you need that, like, I think it, the first couple were quite difficult. Then they released another game mode, which made the others quite easy. So if you haven't done it, get the DLC jump on it. They um, tend to put 
DLCs on sale, don't they? Around yeah. the time stuff goes games with gold as well. I think there's a season pass which usually goes quite cheap. Yeah. This. Yeah, and then uh, from the middle of April to sixteenth to the fifteenth of May, we got the Walking Dead season two on the Xbox One. That's another game that I've got, but thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and then on the three sixty, and obviously back compat on the one, we've got Dark Siders from the 1st of April to the 15th, and Assassin's Creed Revelations from the 16th till uh, the end of the month. So that's probably the last of the really good Assassin's Creed games, I think. <laughs> that's a great month, though, isn't it? You guys yeah, agree? Like, stacks, yeah. I swear, I, their games with gold has been really good for a really long time, I feel like, you know, pretty much every month. I, I know some months have been that great, but for, as for me, I, it seems like every month they're excellent. As somebody who plays purely for story, that'd be like your perfect month, wouldn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't <laughs> yeah. buy any games previously. Um, yeah, as it stands, only one of them I haven't played. That's Darksiders, and I don't know if I will. Well, I, I guess maybe I will eventually with it being free. But yeah, the other the other three are all well worth it for anybody who hasn't touched them. Definitely. Just a reminder, really, that we got a Paladins closed in inverted commas beta <laughs> giveaway going on at the moment. <laughs> We've got 10,000 codes. I think there's probably about 3,000 gone at the moment, so there's still quite a few. But if you jump on, it's going to be a free-to-play title in the future. So once you've got the game, anyway, you can unlock like the full 1,000 gamer score in the beta if you want to. And this weekend, there's like a double gold and double experience weekend going on. So if you fancy that and quick score, hopefully, I'm not too sure I'm not played it, but it looks a bit like a, an Overwatch kind of clone, <laughs> I guess. But uh, yeah. Go and get a code. You just have to go and follow us on Twitter or retweet a tweet, subscribe on YouTube, and you get a free code. So go for it. They've announced the next set of sort of like updates that will be coming to the Xbox Insider program. Main sort of like giveaways is Arena, the, something that they mentioned at last D3, I think, wasn't it? Um, doing some stuff with that, like tournaments you can jump into, and there'll be some kind of progress to see how you've done in tournaments and things like that. Uh, the activity feed is going to get a bit of an overall. I know at the moment it's a bit of a mess. I can seem to get like recommended ones, and it's just like a picture of a woman licking a controller and stuff, and it's like, why, why is this on, on my feed? But uh, so like, one of the big main things is the talking about custom gamer picks. They, so I'm, we're going back to the days of Uno on the 360. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of pretty heavy enforcement around that because you yeah. can imagine what people are going to upload at some point. It's <laughs> inevitable. Um, and I remember they seem to be really, really impressed, and I don't know if I'm missing out here, but the fact that you can use like transparent backgrounds. <laughs> it's like really popular on Twitter. I don't, I don't think there are many places where you honestly see a full... Game a picture where a transparent background is favourable. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'm not too sure I'm a hype on that. But It'd be interesting seeing around. everybody on TA because I hate it. You know, somebody changes the game a pick, I just get confused for about three weeks on my wall, just like, <laughs> who's this? <laughs> so, uh, pretty thankfully, most of my friends seem to keep it the way it is. Like, I know both of yours have been the same, like, forever. Yeah. I changed mine a couple of months ago, but I ended up changing it back after about two days because I kept getting confused. <laughs> By yourself. I was like, that's not me. Who am I logged yeah. in? Yeah, you have like an identity crisis. I thought about changing mine a few times. I can't do it. It's, it's part of me now. It's, yeah. uh... Well, no doubt, looking forward to seeing um, 
What happens on CA? See how many penises and boobs and <laughs> pictures of joints and things that suddenly pop up on <laughs> CA every now and again. It's, it's going to happen. Um, it's, there's going to be some improvements around clubs and looking for group. Um, and then a lot of other things. My games and app settings are getting a bit of an update. I'll link to it. You can have a full read, but. More updates for the Insider Program, always welcome. Finally getting towards a console that maybe should have been at least at launch, but just in time for it to not be relevant with Project Scorpio, but there you go. Um, Sonic Mania has sadly been delayed. That's the one that they announced two, didn't they, at the same time. This was the one that looked like a kind of classic Sonic game, like side, uh-huh. side on. Um, yeah. They've announced now it's going to be summer of this year, so still not too long to wait. I think I might check that out. I grew up on Sonic on like the. It doesn't the seem game. like a huge delay then, especially if they hadn't nailed down anything yeah. other than spring before spring, that. Yeah. So it's yeah, not. It's, it's being developed by just a fan. Like it was, oh, some, it wow. was somebody who. I mean, it's it's an official like Sega game and everything, but it's because they've worked with this fan who was like known for. I don't know, making games that look like them, or he made like a fan Sega game. I forget the exact origin story, but basically he impressed Sega to the point where they put him in the role of developing this like throwback game while they do the other one that's more of like the new style. Yeah. I remember there was, uh, was it Skyrim? Somebody made a Skyrim mod that was like Mm -hmm. really popular, and I think uh, they ended up employing him like it was that good. I think he. So yeah, if you if you're good at games, make make mods and copies, and you might get employed and make, <laughs> make monies. Or if you make Nintendo games, they'll just yeah. Well, yeah, I, I grew up on Sonic games. Like friends were like Nintendo. We always had Segas, and uh, Sonic kind of changed to you know being like really weird and not recognizable from like the early games that I really enjoyed. So. Looking forward to seeing how this one fares. Um, Microsoft have announced a new line of controllers, like um, the tech series. Tech series. Yeah. yeah. So while we haven't got any game announcements, whoop, more controllers. Um, this one is, it looks okay. It's got the rubber grips, which I'm not a fan of because mine have fallen off my Elite controller already. Have they? Yeah, they just kind of split down the middle where the seam is and just, you can't get it back in at all. I, I know it's a pretty common problem if you look on Reddit. But they've got like a bit of a rubberized grip on the back. It's a, a decent looking controller, I guess. It's like a, an army theme. I'll link to it so you can have a good look. It looks almost like um, if they would have released it alongside Advanced Warfare when that came out. Almost could have been the controller yeah. to pair with the game. Yeah, yeah, it does. Same color scheme and everything. And uh, that's pretty much it for like the big news this week. We had we, there was a lot of news on the site, but it was all kind of title updates and trailers and things that are like the more interesting picks. Uh, but we did get some back compact news. Yeah, we did. So we've had uh, two batches of games hit this week. Um, Tuesday we had another three titles hit. We had Stacking, Daytona USA, and Tower Blocks Deluxe. And yesterday we had another three titles hit. Um, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Darksiders, and Darksiders 2. Okay, so obviously two of them are going to be the games we've got for next month, and then Darksiders yeah. 2 is just a bonus. 
But um, I forgot to mention earlier, actually, Darksiders, I know that was getting a bit of stick for having some... Uh, I think there's at least one unobtainable achievement, so if you're jumping on, just be warned if that's your thing and affects your gameplay. Questions of the week. So let's go. First one, this is the actual question of the week, so I'll get in contact with you and give you a choice of games on Twitter. Um, it's from Ian Triplo, and he asks, can you see an impact of Game Pass on TA for these games? What's the usual TA impact of a game going gold for a month? So, Jack, you managed to get some bits of stats for previous, so, well, February's Games with Gold, as an uh-huh. example. Yeah, so as a quick example for the Games with Gold stuff, we picked uh, titles from last month, which were Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, The Secret of Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge, Project Cars, and Star Wars The Force Unleashed. And uh, we've just taken some quite simple data but it's the number of people that have started the games each month and last month all of the games rocketed up <laughs> in terms of number of started players so Love is in a Dangerous Space Time that's had kind of maybe 300 people starting the game on average per month since its launch um, at launch it had 600 people so a little bit higher as expected and last month that rocketed up to 25,000 people <laughs> bit of an increase yeah, a little bit of an increase. Uh, Monkey Island, that launched ages ago, obviously, so we're just looking at the past couple of months, but we've had 100 people or so start the game over the past couple of months each month, and we had um, 3,857 started last month. And we've had 500 people started this month, so there's a bit of a rollover, I think, as well, because some of the games of gold period straddle yeah. half a month, don't they, either side. Um, Project Cars, similar story. There's been about maybe 500 people on site starting it. 6,000 people initially on launch, then 500 people on average after that. And last month it was 18,000 people. And so far this month we've had 5,500. And Star Wars The Force Unleashed, um, that's gone from about... 1,200 people, 1,100 people to 19,266, which is pretty impressive. And, if you, um, and in terms of... Uh, sorry. Does, uh, yeah, if you look through, because obviously that went back compact, didn't it, like last year, the Force Unleashed, and that's uh, like been pretty steady since he went back compact, like a 1,000 a month, I suppose, but still like a massive jump. Yeah. And uh, in terms of TA, uh, which is what you were asking about, uh, Love is in Dangerous Space Time, um, prior to last month it was 2.9k TA, and it's now 4.1k. Um, Monkey Island jumped from 265 to 284, so not too much of an increase. Project Cars jumped from 3.6k to 5.2k. And Star Wars The Force Unleashed jumped from 2.5k to 2.6k, so another quite small increase. I always uh, enjoy it. You know, when when a game with gold comes out that you've already played and completed, because <laughs> you just know his score is going to have a, a good couple yeah. of months. Um, <laughs> but going on to like the other bit of his question, he was asking, "Do you think Games Pass will have a similar f- a kind of effect?" Personally, I don't think it will, just because there's so much of a choice. Like, what well, I think there's about thirty odd games there at the minute. It's not like a limited two like there is at the moment. Uh-huh. Uh, probably people will jump on it, but I don't think you'll see like the mass number of players flocking. Unless something first that gets added, I suppose, like yeah, you know, when it gets added, it might jump. 
it'll be interesting as well because obviously it's a rotation with the games pass yeah so stuff's going to drop in and out as well so you might see something rocket up with people starting it but then it, it might actually stay at that height with people not being able to finish it if it does drop out of the program but from what i gather not a lot of stuff is not going to kind of be loads of stuff dropping in and out yeah, it's not the norm. I think it's going to be no. purely because if a publisher decides to pull it, you can do, but it's not going to be handfuls every month, I don't think. No. But yeah, thanks for that question, Ian. Uh, next question from Conker. Um, and he asked from Marathon, Myth, and Halo to Destiny, what is the future of Bungie? Any thoughts, Mark? Well, according to the leak yesterday, it's, I mean, we already know Destiny 2 is <laughs> on the way. <laughs> yeah. That'll that'll probably keep them busy for another couple of years. And after that, I wouldn't be surprised to see Destiny 3. Um, yeah. For me personally, I've, I've played almost no Bungie games or, I mean, really any Halo games at all, no matter who developed them. But I was never into Halo and I don't like Destiny now. So they're not uh, somebody I keep a close eye on. But yeah, I would, I would say Destiny probably has them locked up for at least the next half decade. Yeah, didn't they yeah. say when when Destiny came out, like EA said it was like a a ten year kind of thing? Yeah, so I don't think there's going to be much else in the future than Destiny for a while. But well, they're they said- independent, aren't they? Like I know they're publishing with the yeah. They're, well, yeah, they're not under Microsoft's um, umbrella anymore, so they can work with whoever they want. But um, I think so might- is it Activision that publishes them right now for yeah, Destiny? That's it. Sorry, yeah, Activision. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure they probably have some sort of deal, at least with two, and then two years of content for that or so, and then another one probably after that. <laughs> so the point you made about it being a 10-year game, I know that was a massive thing people were excited about initially. So they were <laughs> thinking, oh, I can pick up the game, they're just going to keep supporting it, keep updating it. And in my mind, they've almost been forced by the console generations to... Because Destiny 2 is like a 10-year game on an old bit of hardware. Yeah. It's going to be nowhere near as good. So obviously Destiny 2 is probably... They haven't said platforms yet, but it'd be stupid for it not to be Scorpio. Yeah, and the, the original Destiny was on 360, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 360 and... So you got to imagine that hell. Yeah, that, Ross that transfer data. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that won't happen. <laughs> and it kind of brings us on to another question we had from Mr. Fahrenheit. Do you think in Destiny 2 they will have time to explain and he's put in brackets a good story mode? I hope so. <laughs> like I, we, it, we, I've got a really weird kind of experience with Destiny because I got it early on but never played it. And then when I can't remember which DLC pack came out, but... Rise of the, the, Yeah, right. So there was a sale, so all of us jumped on that, me, Jack and Rich. Mm-hmm. And there was an option straight away to skip twenty five levels. <laughs> yeah. So we did that and asked. Uh, so like the early story missions, we could just literally walk in and just blast our way through like really quickly. And then it just seemed like we were a little bit all over the place because missions that were on our level were like way further on than obviously what we were doing. So I didn't even have any kind of thoughts on the story of Destiny. Like I've got no idea what's going on really I must admit with a game that's I'd almost call it semi open world yeah in respect you go to a planet and different side quests pop up and you can kind of go off and do what you want you can be halfway through a mission and then just go and do something else and that 
makes it a lot more disjointed and more difficult to follow the overall law of the game. That's definitely the case with like Ghost Recon and uh, mm. the Division things like that. Like, yeah. you play something like Assassin's Creed, and even though it's kind of open world and stuff, it's like clearly mapped out, and there's a definite kind of progress going on. But all those other games we just mentioned, with it being like a multiplayer thing where co-op and you can jump in, jump out with other people, they've got to kind of make it loose, haven't they? Because you can jump with a friend who's 10 yeah. levels back or 10 levels forward, so it's all kind of open-ended how you tackle it. So that I think they might struggle to really get a solid story across, but I know that was one of the really bad criticisms when it, like, in Jade loved it, he's played it a long time, but he did our review and said it was like the story was just really lacking. Mm-hmm. So how they tackle that, I don't know. Brian Enkelman said, you get to play one video game with any three people. What is your game and who are the people? <laughs> so let's go with Mark first. Um, <laughs> I would, it sounds antisocial, but I'd most rather play alone and <laughs> just play my story <laughs> game. But, uh, and, you know, I, I, I thought, I saw this question and I thought <clears throat> long about it. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming Brian Eckelman, who asked us once, maybe qu- answers that involve like celebrities or something. But for me, yeah. honestly, I, I live on the other side of the country from my family now. So when anytime, because um, it's so rare these days, anytime I get to play with my younger brother and my cousin, um, that's always fun for me. Um, so I, my answer was pretty much those two plus anybody else because um, – you know, they're younger than me. I'm 27. They're both about 19. But um, the three of us have always been, always been pretty close. I was kind of a big brother to both of them, not just my actual sibling. Um, and, it, you know, especially with the time zone differences now, like it just happens so sparingly that anytime we get to play together is always like super special for me. So I would just do this, say the sweet thing and stick with my family. <laughs> okay. Jack? And um, Jack chose Natalie Dormer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, it'd be interesting to play something like uh, Red Faction with some world leaders or. <laughs> just to see what would transpire. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I've any, got... any particular world leaders? Uh, I don't know. Just, just anybody, I imagine. Putin. You can get Putin in there, Trump, Theresa. Uh, uh, <laughs> Putin, Mother Theresa, and Trump with you. No, Theresa May. Oh, It'd be like uh, civilization. Gandhi. It's like. I, I don't really know, like, I suppose famous people, but I'm just going to say, for ease, I'm going to say you three and let's play <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> I was playing Ghost Recon for 80 hours and not yet beat the game. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, Matt Cena asks, do you think gaming websites are more interested in the writers being a personality than reporting games media? Good question. I think it comes down to the website. Yeah. If if it's um, focused on video and actual but proper 
digital media, not just writing, then it's a lot more beneficial to have a personality, especially if you've got somebody that's on camera. Yeah. A lot of the time, like I used to watch some YouTube series back in the day and it was, even if uh, content that you were watching wasn't that good, sometimes it was kind of, it was interesting to just see the person, see what was going on in their lives or whatever. And the personality became more important than the news or whatever they were reporting. Um, but if it's traditional media, like typed, uh, it's probably less need, less necessary. Yeah. If the personality doesn't come across if it's just kind of stating facts and yeah, figures. I'd say on TA, like, we don't really put a lot of personality into our news writing. It's more kind of facts in it with a little bit if you want to add it in. Mm-hmm. But the other way, looking at the uh, first impression videos, yeah, there's a lot of personality, a lot of because they're audible. Yeah, you've you've got to have the enthusiasm. You've got to, if it was just a monotone voice speaking, and there's no personality at all, it'd be uh, it wouldn't be good. Yeah, but that's why I like guys it. do a really great job of injecting that personality and enthusiasm in. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they do really well. Uh, any thoughts, Mark? Before we move on, um. Yeah, I was I was kind of thinking the same same thing as Jack. Although I will say, even even with the written stuff, if if we're present enough, like I, I do a lot of the op eds, obviously, and then Kevin does a whole bunch, and um, Kevin has certainly <laughs> developed a, a certain personality with the community. You know, they they know who he is when his name is on things. Now I've noticed um, he's replaced Jay. Thing. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the one that people go after with the fiery opinions. Uh, pretty much ever since his death of the JRPG story, people have had it out for him. That, that was um, so great how it worked out because he, he did that story and then he had to review Final Fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, but he's great. He, I mean, anybody who's contributing frequently on the the sort of editorials offshoot we've developed over the past year or so um more than that really but especially over the past year um they're all a huge help but um it's, i would say kevin besides me has probably done the most of it and people have certainly come to recognize his certain brand <laughs> and i think that's a good thing um you know that that's the sort of thing you need in the editorial stuff yeah I think in terms in terms of our news, like I think it's even in our little Bible, we have like news first and then personality kind of afterwards. Yeah, it? I've always kind of skirted around that one personally. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll try to to liven mine up a little bit sometimes, but it doesn't all get past punky. <laughs> sometimes you have to though, don't you? When it's like a new trailer for a game where there was a trailer yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you got to try and put something in it. Okay, uh, thanks for that question. Um, then we got, I don't know, is that QA? Where does Mass Effect Andromeda rank among the four titles in the Mass Effect universe? Good first showing on new gen consoles or should be better? So, I guess, I guess I'm the only one that can speak to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I kind of alluded to it earlier. I, I, For me personally, I think it'll be no better than the third best of them, which would just put it ahead of the first one for me. Uh, I don't know where people are falling on that subject overall, but yeah, it is a good first showing. I think a lot of the disappointment people are expressing is is just like what I call GIF culture, or I don't know, some people pronounce it GIF, some people say it's GIF, it looks like GIF to me, but like on Twitter and Reddit, people just get so obsessed with like 
the the animation hiccups that the game certainly does yeah. suffer from. But mm-hmm. it it becomes a much bigger issue when it's like oh, a, a whole thread of gif, a whole thread of gifs that are showing all these issues. But really, those issues make up such a small percentage of what you'll actually experience. And the the game is not without issues, but it's it's still a very well done game by certainly any measure. I would say. I, it it doesn't suck. People are pretending it sucks. It doesn't suck. It's it's just our expectations were were so high. I think it's a really well, well, high, world as well. Where you got like things like Metacritic and people count anything below like a seventy as terrible. Like, yeah. If you, if you went for food and said, "Oh, it was a seven out of ten, then I'd say that was quite good food. Yeah. <laughs> so how is a seven out of ten game terrible? Like I don't I don't understand. Like when when you do the scores on some of our reviews and people go that should definitely be a bit higher or a bit lower. It's like do, do, how can it be bad when it's a seven out of ten? Like no way is that a bad game. Yeah. To, to me, a bad game is like below a five. Like yeah. below that, you get into the realms, and then terrible is like a two or a one. But seven out of ten is still a solid game. But they set the bar so high, haven't they? Like. How yeah, there's a bunch of 7 out of 10 games that I can tell you I personally love. You know, like Mad Max is probably a 7 out of 10 game. It's one of my favorite games of the generation. I just, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. There's there's a certain expectation that everything has to be excellent just because AAA production now is so expensive and, and so time-consuming. I suppose that on things like mass, on, uh, sorry, Metacritic, do you know when they like color code things? And it's like yeah. seven, anything above 7 is green, so you kind of get that in your head that, oh, that's good. And then it's yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah, that all plays into your opinion. Um, and then last question this week, Stephen Castleton, what is a setting that hasn't been done in a game yet that you would like to see? Any thoughts, Jack? Does he mean a setting as if in a place and environment, or does he mean a setting as if in something in the options menu? <laughs> a place, I'm going to answer over question. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with like a, a time or a place. Yeah, a time or a place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Needs more contrast options. <laughs> Depth of field. Yeah. No. Um, oof. I don't know. There hasn't been much set in uh, old school London. Like, uh, well, I say old school London. Imagine kind of like sixties or seventies London. There used to be that game. Oh, I forgot what it was called. It was almost like a GTA clone. On Driver. PS2. Yeah. Uh, no. It, was uh, it? Was it Driver? Well, GTA had GTA did do a London game on PS1, but Driver also did a sort of like 60s, 70s era game. I don't know where it was set though. I forget. Yeah, I mean there was a GTA. Uh, it was called Grand Theft Auto London Director's Cut. Um, okay. Back when Grand Theft Auto London 1969. Yeah. 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 Okay. Imagine um, GTA on the current engine, but in London. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Although they're, they, that was the weird only time they've ever done an actual city. Other than that, they always have st- stuck it's to their... It's a pseudo city, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, you can it's tell that they're analogs for something, but they never call them by name. Mm. Yeah, that's. Um, I think that's a setting that hasn't overly been done, though. Um, stuff like, uh, like ancient civilizations ancient worlds they're always good as well like egypt or um, ancient rome well, it sounds like we'll have an ancient egypt this fall yeah yeah, yeah it does Assassin's Creed. <laughs> if rumors are true any for you mac yeah i was i thought uh like 
not so much a specific time, but a specific um, like character group. I thought like a political thriller or political drama might be cool. And maybe it would only be cool in a telltale format where you're not expecting too much in the gameplay. Cause like, <laughs> you know, like press X to sign the bill into law or something <laughs> that wouldn't be that good. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think like a, a story driven sort of like a house of cards deal would, would be pretty cool. And it's seems to be an area as best I can recall that that isn't really touched at all right now is, am I wrong or it's not right? No, I, th- I think you're right. Yeah. There was a semi-political game that came. I don't know how political it was. I mean, the achievement list doesn't look political at all. Cause it's stuff like set off alarms, kill 20 enemies, <laughs> uh, but it was called Reagan. Oh, Reagan Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a co-op shooter. That's not exactly <laughs> historically accurate. <laughs> Okay. It's good to know. <laughs> it just seems like a totally weird mix of achievements. Yeah. Where like, answer 10 trivia questions correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Finish a level in less than 20 seconds. Kill 20 or more enemies. <laughs> That's really... Yeah, the 80s were weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I, I don't think there's any that's not been done, but like I, I really love like things like um, Vikings and like Roman kind of empire kind of things like TV okay. shows and stuff. So some games like based around there, but you're always going to be stuck with sort of like a hack and slash kind of gameplay. So I don't know if you can get some kind of really good stories from around then, like Rise, I suppose. Like I really enjoyed the story in Rise, but more kind of things like that are a bit interesting for me. And yeah, the story in Rise is underrated, I think. People are going to like it if, they, if they're playing it for the first time next month. Yeah, I really enjoyed the story in Rise. It was interesting and kind of like, you thought it was a bit historical, but then it was a bit, obviously not. It was a bit kind of weird and fact, myths and stuff, but really interesting. Okay, uh, thanks for all the questions this week. I'll, I'll get in contact with you, Ian Triplo, about your game of choice. Uh, on to new achievement lists, and there's been loads. Yeah, we've had quite a lot. So we've had another two ACA Neo Geo titles hit. Uh, Face of Fury and Art of Fighting, and they have the exact same achievement list <laughs> as all of the other ones. <laughs> so some good, um, some exciting yeah, thought that went into those ones. But, that's, that's, someone um, tweeted this morning, they've got all the achievements, so I know there's nine now. There's nine in, what, two weeks yeah. or so, three weeks, I guess? It's a bit mental, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And we can expect many more, so yeah. don't worry if you're getting worried about them running out of back catalog <laughs> to re-release for £6 a time. How many is there on the PS? Is there like 30 odd, did you say? I think something daft like I think that. I've... I haven't counted um, properly, but I think there's like 50 odd. A lot of them are Japanese-only releases, from what I gather, but just, they seem to be making their way across. Just so. think how hard it was when, like, back in the old days, all solid people who were, like, earning achievements, and it was, like, to get to... I remember, like, getting to 50,000 stuff. It took ages, you know, games were, like, 30, 40-hour games for a thousand. Just You can get to 50,000 in, like, playing a couple of hours a day on ACA and the OG yeah. old games. Did you bring up all that? It's crazy. <laughs> it's pretty mad. Okay, then up after that, we had Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight, which was 10 achievements. One of those is currently unobtainable. Mm. We had Punch Club with 47 achievements, um, which, first rule, we're not allowed to talk about that game. So, uh, <laughs> just like Fight Club. <laughs> uh, we had Air Guitar Warrior for Connect, which is the first Connect only title I've seen released for a long time. 22 achievements. That looks mental from the trailers. <laughs> <It's> just. <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, we've got Flinthook with 37 achievements. Blackwood Crossing, which I think is another Artifacts Monday title. Or Wait. potentially not. It's not at all. It, no, ignore me. It's not. Cut that bit out. It is an adventure game, though. Uh, might even be point and click. It, it looks really cool. Okay. Interesting. Uh, we'll probably, uh, if she's around and if we're reviewing it, I, th- I imagine it'll be the type of game Punky will want to give a try. But yeah, it looks really okay. good. Yeah, so we had uh, Blacklight Cross with 22 achievements. Then we had Four-Sided Fantasy with 11 achievements. Deformers with 23 achievements. And Rhyme with 31 achievements. And following on from that, we've had a ton of DLC packs as well. And we had a title update in Kyub hit with 18 achievements for 500 gamer score, which is pretty cool. The Goonies level pack has hit in LEGO Dimensions Xbox 360. Uh, we've had the first part of the story DLC for Sniper Elite 4 hit with seven achievements. We've had three different packs hit for Halo Wars 2. One's a title update, first the collecting the intel and the campaign, and two are for leaders. One was for Forge, which was already out, and he's a free download. And one is for Kinsano, who released uh, earlier this week. We have the first um, DLC for Final Fantasy 15 hit with seven achievements for 210 gamer score. We had a new character in Overwatch called Oriza with two achievements for 30 gamer score. We had the drop shot title update in Rocket League with six achievements for 250 gamer score. And last but not least, we had the Goat Simulator, another DLC oh, hit. God. Waste <laughs> of Space, which is quite a. Uh, Self-aware, potentially ironic name. Yeah, do you know what? I'd love for now if they bring that DLC. Do you remember the more goats version that came out? Yeah, because they just keen, seem to release the same DLC on each other's games, and it's just really weirdly done the way, the way they've gone about it. So, uh, yep. but so, and this uh, DLC was out on the PC on the Steam version already, and there aren't any more that have been released on Steam yet. So this looks to be the last DLC at present that will be releasing. So it could be ending. Until it comes to Windows 10 and then you can play it all over again or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, there's, yeah, we haven't got the 360 list for that yet, have we? No, I imagine it will be coming to 360. Yeah, so. And uh, that's it for achievement lists. So. Woo woo. Okay, and that's everything for this week. Rich will be back next week, so you'll have a proper host who knows what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all for us. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye-bye. See you later.